This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin. We're going to answer a question that every single pup parent has asked themselves, especially with a new puppy, and that is how much freedom should a puppy have? And if you don't have a puppy, stick around because there's going to be topics and principles here that I think are valuable to every pup parent, no matter how old your dog is. So let's get right into it. If we're going to talk about how much freedom a puppy can have, let's define what that term freedom means in this context. Essentially, it means the opportunity to roam, explore, and have access to your home, yard, and other parts of your dog's environment. You could insert words or replace words like free roam, space, access, lack of supervision, whatever words you want to use. So now, how much? How much freedom should a puppy have? Let's put it this way. The more freedom you give, the more opportunities you're allowing for mistakes. And I'm going to kind of put a caveat on all of this up front. Puppies, dogs, us as humans, all of us, we need opportunities to make mistakes. We need opportunities to learn for ourselves the consequences of actions, right? That's part of how we learn is doing things, seeing what the result is, and then doing things accordingly or differently. Our dogs need the opportunity to learn and explore. But as a young puppy, if you give too much freedom, you give the opportunity for them to learn a lot of bad habits. We're going to dive into some examples, but a simple one would be you give too much freedom, they start chewing on furniture in your home and they start to think this is an okay behavior. Does your dog need to learn that it's not okay to chew on furniture, of course, but that should be done in a supervised environment where you have the opportunity to redirect and to correct the behavior and to reward the behavior that you do want. So I'm not saying to be a complete helicopter parent, quote unquote, or not let your dog do anything or not let them explore. That's not the point. So don't get it twisted in that way. The point is the more freedom you give, the more opportunity for mistakes. And if you want to hear it another way, your pup should have as much freedom as you're willing to allow destruction and other quote unquote problem behaviors. So let's dive into what that looks like. Let's do a quick one, potty training, right? One of the tough parts for many puppies. So let's have an example. You put down your dog's food and you got distracted doing something while they were eating because you weren't just sitting there staring at your puppy eat and they roamed around after they ate and they had an accident. So what could you do as the alternative there? You could, number one, set a timer to remind yourself, hey, five minutes after I put this bowl down, let's take the puppy outside. And or you could feed your puppy on a leash, have them tethered to you. You're not going to have to, you know, you're still going to be near them, but don't give them full freedom to roam or feed them in a crate or feed them in a playpen. Another example, you have to leave, you hurriedly leave the home and you don't put your dog in a crate and you come home and they chewed up shoes and other things that you didn't want them to chew. What could you do alternatively? You could have the crate in a playpen area or an X-pen as kind of a fail safe. If you forget them to put to put them in the crate or you don't have time or whatever it might be, you can always pick them up, put them in that playpen where it's puppy proofed. Another example, you have your friends come over and they want to meet the new puppy and play with the new puppy and it's so exciting and you playing, you know, they're having fun in the living room, playing chase, throwing the ball, all those fun things, and your puppy has an accident. So 
while that's totally common because again, your puppy's excited, probably forgot you were distracted. An alternative is playing outside or being in an environment where it's okay if they have a potty accident, like a room with tile or easier to clean floors. So you see how you're not limiting your dog's ability to be a dog. You're just doing it in a controlled manner. Another example here, destructive behaviors. You take your eye off your puppy during a work call and the next thing you know, they are again, chewing on your favorite purse. And what could have you done better in that situation? I would say if you can't give your puppy full attention, and this is a principle that can be widely applied for most behaviors. If you can't give your puppy your full attention, they shouldn't have full freedom. So again, we'll talk more about confinements, but you're not just going to let them go roam the whole house if you're distracted on a work call. Another instance, right? You have your dog out in your fenced in backyard where you think, okay, not much bad can happen. You have to run inside real quick to grab a drink and you come back out and your dog is digging through the flowers. What could have you done differently? You know, you could have brought the puppy inside with you. You could have put a physical barrier around the flowers. You see where I'm getting at here? Again, your dog has the opportunity to be in the backyard and learn and explore, but if they don't have the supervision, you need safeguards to protect them from, again, learning bad behaviors like digging uh, and potentially getting themselves into trouble or getting sick or hurt because some plants are problematic or you know all types of issues that can arrive. What about recall, right? A lot of us think, oh, well, you know, I've done some recall training with my pup. I'm sure they'll be fine if I let them run around off leash at this park uh, and you call for them and they turn around and go the other way. You gave too much freedom. It, inherently in that situation, if your dog wasn't able to come back when you called them, they had too much freedom for what their competency level is for recall. So in that situation, use a long lead. Again, you can buy 100 foot long leads or probably bigger where your dog can go, they can roam, they can feel like they have the freedom, but you are not completely out of control of the situation. You have some ability to keep your dog safe. And as well as if they're not coming back to you, you can have some control to be able to kind of bring them back towards you, get them to come back and then reward the behavior of coming back to you. So those are a few examples of how you can kind of limit freedom for your puppy while still letting them explore and be a dog and, and make decisions and learn and grow on their own. All right, so this is all well and good. We're getting the point home of give less freedom. The less freedom you give, the less likely it is that there's gonna be problem behaviors and or dangerous situations that occur. So the next question many people wonder is, okay, how long do I have to do this for? At what age can I give my puppy more freedom? The simple answer is probably later than you think. Probably once your dog is older than you think. One of the biggest mistakes that I made as a new pup parent was giving my dog too much freedom at too young of an age. There were mistakes, there were bad habits that were created, there were things like reactivity and not coming back when called and chewing on things that I didn't want them to chew strictly because I gave too much freedom. I thought to myself, okay, they're you know nine months old now, they're starting to listen better, they're starting to have a better grasp of what it means to be a well-mannered dog. And I thought, okay, I can give them some more freedom, let's let them off leash at this park. And there she goes, sprinting to the opposite side of the park to bark at someone 
going by on a bike or worst case scenario running into the street. Yes, it happened. I will say I've made those mistakes and they're because I gave too much freedom and it created bad habits. So there are a lot of factors that will determine what age you can give your dog more freedom. Really, you need to look at it on a kind of individual behavior level of, again, with the example of recall, are you willing to let your dog off leash? Do you feel confident that they are going to come back to you? If not, probably continue using a long lead and continue training and reinforcing the good behaviors. Some other factors would be, you know, what is the worst case scenario? If you're at a place where there's a chance that they could run into the street and get hit by a car, you probably want to practice giving less freedom just for safety's sake. If there is teething happening, you know, that can factor into how much they might be destroying or be wanting to chew on things that they're not supposed to chew. Uh, another instance would be with freedom in the home. How well are they understanding potty training? Are they understanding when and where to go? Or are they still having some accidents? Because if you're still having accidents every other day, every third day, once a day, they don't need freedom. They're not ready for it. You're just setting them up to fail by having more potty accidents inside. If you want an age frame, I would say realistically 12 to 24 months. And again, you can incrementally and slowly provide more freedom. But if you're wanting, you know, in your mind, you're saying, I want my, able to, my dog to be able to run free and, and be off leash and do whatever they want it's going to take a long time to get there. That is just the reality of having a puppy is learning takes time. We've talked about some of these, but let's kind of look at a list of different ways you can allow your dog the freedom to learn and explore and grow while still having some control over the situation to keep them safe and to set them up for success. We've talked about crates. Does everyone need to crate train their dog? Not necessarily. I did a whole episode about that. There are pros and cons to both, but a crate can be a good tool. You can use play pens. You can use X pens. Physical barriers are huge. If you don't want your dog to have access to a room, keep the door closed. If you don't think you're going to remember to always close the door behind you, put up a baby gate. We used baby gates in our previous home all the time. We had kind of a base level where you walked in and it was kind of the kitchen laundry room that went out into the backyard, when you stepped up into the living room, we had a baby gate. So we could close that. We could have a barrier to not allow our dogs access. And what that does is it allows you to say, okay, if my dog only has access to this specific room, I can be very meticulous about puppy proofing that room in particular. Other things you can do is practicing tethering. You don't need to do this all the time, but having your dog connected to you, if you want to try, you know, you just took your dog, your puppy out to the bathroom, you want to explore the house and practice them having some freedom, you can clip them to the leash and clip the leash to your belt or to your waist and just kind of explore around the house with them, with them tethered to you. Using a long lead. I love, love, love long leads. They're such a powerful tool. They make things like recall and stay so much easier and really so much safer. I, I don't want to sound like overly worrisome about puppies and dogs, but if we're going to talk about one behavior that really can jeopardize your dog's safety, it is letting them off leash. Dogs are somewhat unpredictable. My dogs are five, six years old almost now. And I still have situations where I look back and I think I probably should have kept them on a leash because squirrels and other dogs and cars and bikes, and there's just so many factors. So just, you know, think about those things. The most important part to remember is you want to set your dog up for success. And typically giving less freedom means you are going to be able to 
be aware, have some supervision. And if bad things start happening, you can correct, you can redirect, and you can reward the things you do want to happen. So you avoid bad habits and you reinforce and reward good habits. And that is really puppyhood in a tiny, tiny nutshell. And I want to drive this point home with one small example. I remember when I was 15 years old, I was so, so excited. I could get my learner's permit. I could legally get behind the wheel of a car. And in in your head as a teenager, you're just like, I'm going to go for drives with my friends and we're going to go on late night snack runs and all the fun things that you think about you want to do. And you get your learner's permit and you're excited and you're like, I'm about to have the freedom to get behind the wheel and hit the open road. And then there's stipulations. There are things you can and can't do with your learner's permit. Where I lived, generally the rules were you couldn't, you weren't supposed to drive at night. You could not have anyone under the age of 18 in the car at any time. You had to have an adult in the car with you as you were driving. You know, there were these stipulations, there were some controls, there were some protections in place so that yes, I could still learn how to drive and certainly make mistakes, but there was someone responsible with me to teach me and say, hey, right there, this is what you should have done instead. And by doing that, I had the opportunity to learn and to grow and to figure out how to drive while not being given complete freedom to just get out on the streets and potentially cause serious problems. I hope this episode answers the question of how much freedom can a puppy have? Again, the simplest answer, by giving less freedom, you have the more opportunities to set your dog up for success. And when you are ready to give freedom to your dog, you feel like they are mature and understanding behaviors well enough to have some freedom, do it slowly, do it incrementally. You don't have to do it all at once. You can, again, use things like long leads, use baby gates. You know, if you decide, hey, there's this part of my house now that I feel like my dog can handle, this other part they can't, use a baby gate, close the door, those types of things. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Puppyhood is challenging to say the least, but if you follow some of these ideas, if you work on setting your dog up for success, you will be able to give your dog so much more freedom in the future. The beauty of giving less freedom in the beginning is that it allows you to give more freedom in the long run. Because what can happen is if you give too much freedom and all these bad habits are ingrained in your dog and you're trying to con- constantly overcome them, what happens is you can't give as much freedom. Even you'll have an adult dog where you're not comfortable doing certain things or allowing them to do certain things because they have too many bad habits that have started. So give less freedom now to be able to give more freedom in the long run and train, train, and train your dog. Be consistent and do what it takes to raise a well-mannered pup. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read all of them. I love the feedback, both positive and negative. I love the ideas for episodes. I have definitely used review ideas that people have given and turn them into episodes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment. And other than that, we'll catch you on the next episode.